The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money online, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze. Wait, not a game. Not, a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, everybody. Ben Wittenstein. Zach Badger House, always in the house, Ben. What's up, man? Doing well, doing well. Lots of basketball this weekend. College basketball, NBA. It was it was hoops entirely for me. I, I didn't leave the house on Sunday. I was watching so much basketball. It was bad. <laughs> I didn't shower. Smelled bad. But I watched a lot of basketball, so okay. it was good. As long as you watch a lot of basketball, whether it's pro or college, because you know college is real mad, real madness right now. A lot of madness going on. Yeah. But the NBA is only heating up for the better as we get closer and closer, being yeah. to these NBA playoffs. There's a lot of movement Exciting, yeah. going on in the standings in both the East and the West. So. Let's tell the people where we can get the podcast. Excited. Yeah, you can get it wherever you find us, wherever you find podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Twitter at Points Paint, mm-hmm. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google wherever. Podcasts. Google Podcasts. We're everywhere, man. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, wherever yes, you get sir. your videos. Uh, and I know, I don't know if you saw this. The NBA tweeted, this is historic season-wise. 26 teams are still in the playoff race. Yep, there hasn't been this any, late like, into the season. Yeah, it hasn't been this many teams that have clinched so far throughout the season. I believe the Bucks and the Nuggets and the Sixers may have all clinched their playoff spots, but I believe yeah. that is all. There may be some more. Maybe Memphis Grizzlies probably clinched theirs, but outside of that, yeah, there hasn't been too many teams that have clinched the playoff spot. Cavaliers, they clinched theirs yesterday. Yeah. I do remember that. They clinched theirs last night. Honestly, good for the Cavs. They're going to be a fun team, and I think we should talk more about them later on down the road because they're mm-hmm. going to be a fun, sneaky team. Not a lot of people push talk a, about it. Yeah, push a series. Yeah, yeah so I, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, Cavs doing a good job, but the big thing that we wanted to talk about as we get into one big thing yes. for the pod, Zach, mm-hmm. is uh, is the MVP race. Yeah. Because the thing Ooh, with the MVP yeah. race is if we talked to us, what, two minutes, two two weeks ago, three yeah. weeks ago, it was your all boy, Jokic. Son. Your all son. Nikola Jokic. My boy, your my do- child, mm-hmm. little Michelin man, it Nikola Jokic. It was his to lose. <laughs> it was his to lose. And guess what? He might he maybe lost it. Yeah, he, he may, may have, have lost, lost the MVP race because you got guys like Joel Embiid making a run with the Sixers making a run in the East. You even got guys like Giannis, who I think people have voter fatigue with Giannis a little bit because That's of fair. how well he has done and how many MVPs he's won so far. Mm-hmm. But he's had an amazing season this year, too. Yep. So you have this race that was all Nikola Jokic for months. Embiid sneaking up from behind. Giannis has just kind of been there. He's just the been down on all season yeah, long, and not a lot time. of people are talking about it. And you have the Bucks, who are number one in the East. So yep. we now have kind of a three-guy race. We have the Nuggets, and we have the 76ers playing on Monday night. Yep. MVP race on the line in one game, Zach? I think so. It has really? to be, right? Just I one think, game, man. Yes. This is going to make this is going to be it. The head-to-head matchup, I believe, should matter. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with that? Wouldn't you say that it matters to win the head-to-head matchup? Because the last time these two individuals played, Joel okay. Embiid and Nikola Jokic, yeah. last time they faced off, 
My man's Joel Embiid for sure had the 46-piece wing dinner hold the fries and got the win over the Denver Nuggets. Now, I think there should be some get back on the Kolioka side to want to win this game to prove that he deserves a third MVP. You know what I'm saying? That's how I Yeah, feel. Yeah, I, I think... I think people are going to put a lot of emphasis on this game, like you did. And I think a they lot of should. people are going to put a lot of stock in it. Don't I don't really think that's like the right way should. to go. Oh, my goodness. I don't think that's the right way to go. I think you have to look at the entire season. I think you have to look at what they do down the stretch of the season. It's been so tight, though. Matchup on matchup is great, but it's one game. It's, but Yeah, it's one game. One game down the stretch. But think about it for a second. How tight is this race for you, would you say, right? Both teams tight. are playing very well. You look at the East standings. The uh, Sixers are currently, what, the two seed, the three seed? They're yeah. trying to become the two seed. They've fallen, lost four games in a row this past week. They've struggled on the road. So this is a true road test for them in Denver for that game on Monday night. So we're going to see what happens for Joel Embiid if they can get this dub and secure an MVP trophy because yeah. it's a head-to-head matchup. It is. And I think there's you should be taking that into account. Yes, there's a butt. But, I mean, think about this. Think about this. Think about this. <laughs> okay. No, 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 Think about this. 76ers, because this might not be in favor of Embiid. 76ers are on the tail end of a five-game road trip out west. Yes. They're going to be tired. There's some guys might be questionable, may not be playing. If the 76ers get blown out in Denver and Embiid doesn't play well, all right, it looks great for Jokic, but then you look at the context, five-game road trip, back-to-backs, on the road in Denver, tough place to play at elevation. You're, you're saying, no, you're not going to use that as an excuse no at all. No excuses So at all. Jokic gets a triple-double, and Bede goes for 27 points, seven rebounds, 76 will get blown out. Look, only Jokic, is, it's your trophy. Really? It's your trophy, yes, because the head-to-head matchup, it has to matter. Write that down. It got to matter. If Nikola Jokic goes out there and he outdoors, he outperforms mm-hmm. Joel Embiid or vice versa, then I believe, yes, that person should should be hosting the trophy come the second round of the NBA playoffs. Does yes. it matter who wins to you? I think it does matter who wins. because Even if both have, both have a triple-double, say, but it's like a five-point <laughs> game. Nuggets win by five. Is that going to change your opinion? If it's a tight game, because I think the odd test will matter in this game. So if they both play well and Denver wins the game, I probably still lean towards Nikola Jokic. Now, if Nikola Jokic plays bad in a Denver Nuggets win and they won the game because our boy MPJ went off or Jamal Murray went off, then that may be different, right? Then I may have to go, okay, well, we may have to see what happened on the box score on the other side. Now, if we got Joel out here with another 40-point-plus performance that he had against the Warriors and they lost the game, then maybe I could say, okay, he did his job. Where were you at, James Harden, Tobias, and the crew? Right. I, I think that's a really good point. I just think that you look at one game and people are going to magnify this game. It has to be magnified. <laughs> it's so oh, tight. I MVP race is so tight, right? It is. Yeah, is it, it is. not tight? It is. And and my thinking is here, if it's going to be this tight between Giannis and Jokic and uh, Embiid, it's probably going to go to Embiid because we know in the NBA, storylines matter, especially for the MVP race. And if a guy has never won it before, you have a guy who's won it twice in a row. You have Giannis who's won it a few times. You're, it's going to go to Embiid. It's going to go to Embiid. You're going to give it to the guy who made a run at the end of the season. Yep. His team is vying for a top two spot in the East. Yep. They have lost two in a row as of this recording. So if they fall a little bit more by the end of the season, that might hurt Embiid, too, if they start losing. But that's why I was questioning, too, Ben, is the fact that, okay, they were they were on a little hot streak. We talked about it last week. But then they, they simmered down. They cooled down when they went on this road trip. Sure. They lost a few games. They lost four in a row. And so it's like, all right. What's going to happen with this next matchup? Because it's going to be key. It's going to be pivotal. This is a road game, like you mentioned, for the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Nuggets. Do you win this game in fashion, in a handle, in handle fashion, 
and get the dub and secure the MVP trophy if you're Joel Embiid. And I got a question for you. Yeah. Is there pressure? Now, I sent you that quote. Is there true pressure on your boy to make the Western Conference Finals, to make it to the NBA Finals, if you're Nikola Jokic, going to be potentially maybe a three-time season MVP man? Absolutely. And I'm on this this boat, too. If, If Jokic does not make the Finals... Let alone if he doesn't make the finals with this team, with the way they've been playing all season long, the I'm going to have serious beef season, with him. Right? Yeah, the way he's been playing, triple doubles left and right in the MVP race, number one in the MVP race for months, and then his team, hopefully as long as they're fully healthy, goes into the goes into the playoffs and they don't make at the very minimum Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a finals team, and it should be a finals team. If they do not make the finals, I can't protect my little doughy son anymore. Can't. I can't protect Jokic because... He's going to he's going to deserve all of the, the, the clowning that he gets yep. for not making the finals because he's had some time. He's had injuries. He's had Jamal be out for the year. Yep. He's had issues with Michael Porter Jr. Yep. He's not had a great supporting cast at times. So he's always had these excuses to not make the finals. If everyone's healthy, he's got a good team around him. I don't think he has these excuses anymore. When he's playing at an MVP level, my guy's got to make the finals. He's yeah. got he just okay. has to make the finals. And I'm not I'm gonna be off the boat of his fandom if he. I'm gonna start clouding him. I'm gonna have to, all right, because I've been wanting him to make the finals first of all, mm-hmm. and I think he should be making the finals. But man, I mean, especially if he's like a second round out, that's tough, boy. Listen, that's I, tough. Listen, depending on who gets this play in game, they may get put out in the first round. Whoever's that eighth seed, I'm gonna tell you this yeah, right now. I know, that's listen, a problem. I know, I you look in the pro- West. What? What if it's like the Pelicans or the Timberwolves? If, if like they get a roll for the teams, money. I don't think they should ever. Beat the Lakers? Nuggets in a four out of seven. Lakers with a healthy LeBron, though? You know I'm rolling with the L.A. Lakers to beat the Denver Nuggets if they are the eighth seed. You think they so? Are, yes. If they are the eighth seed, mm-hmm. I got a healthy LeBron. I got a healthy Anthony Davis and the rest of that crew. And I got a Jared Vanderbilt that can put yeah. Jamal Murray in a straight jacket for a seven-game series. Thomas yes. Bryant uh, revenge game, though. Oh, my Thomas God. Thomas Bryant revenge know series. None of that. <laughs> It's going to happen. <laughs> TB coming back. You got to get some time. You got to get on the floor. I yeah. feel like they don't play him enough for, like, since he's acquired, no, they acquired over there. He's, so. he, I don't think he's been – I don't think he's lived up to what they expected him mm-hmm. to live up to, unfortunately. But that is one of the only series in the first round that I would be worried about for the Nuggets. If you if they get the Lakers and they get them as the eighth seed, they have to go to L.A. It's going seven. That's tough. That's pro- Yeah, it's probably going seven. You get a healthy LeBron in the playoffs again. Anthony Davis, I don't know. He's never healthy. So I'm not going to say a fully healthy that's Anthony fine, Davis. That's fine, day to day. But an Anthony Davis that can somehow get his butt on the court and play, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. When you have him and LeBron, you have D'Lo, who I think is a pretty good fit so far for the Lakers. Yep. That's a dangerous matchup for the Nuggets. I would be a little bit worried, especially since they can, at times, have games or stretches where they look completely incompetent. Which and especially team? their bench. Now, which team are you have you feel like has more pressure? Or which player you feel has more pressure? Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic? This season in particular? Uh, probably Jokic. Now, I'm going to ask you this Probably question. Jokic. It's probably Nikola Jokic, and I would agree with you with that. Now, would you say that because of who the coach is for the Sixers <laughs> and Doc Rivers being a guy who's blown a few leads yeah. in the playoffs? I would say uh, no. I think the pressure is more on Jokic because of the standards that he has set. For himself? For himself and his team. Okay. I mean, when you're an MVP candidate like this mm-hmm. – on a team this good, and you've been number one in the Western Conference for most of the season, and you don't at least get to the conference finals, 
that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> you you're going to get made fun of. You're going to get clowned. It's not going to be a good look for the for the resume. And I think that there is more pressure on the Nuggets because of how close they have gotten in the past. Yep. They've almost almost gotten to the promised land, and they just can't quite do it. Something goes wrong. Jamal gets hurt. Michael Porter Jr. doesn't come through. They get a really bad matchup. They have some bad bounces. You know, whatever it is for the Nuggets, they just can't get lucky sometimes. And I think eventually they're going to have to figure it out until people start making fun of them. So I think that's why the pressure is more on the Nuggets. With Embiid, I don't know. How much pressure do you really feel like is on the 76ers? I don't think it's a ton. I don't think I people like, have super high expectations for them at the moment. I feel like the, with the with the, with the the way the league is set up in the East, particularly like the Eastern Conference, and we know the Bucks is probably the favorite to come out of the East and then the Celtics. So, yes, when you say it like that, the Philadelphia 76ers are probably the third favorable team to come out of that conference. So they're probably, it may not be high expectations, but you got a guy like Joel Embiid right. who's leading the league in scoring. You know, he's trying to move them up in the standings, trying to get to that two seed, but they failed. They sli- they're slipping a little bit. Uh, there's just been talk about him. Will he ever win MVP again? Well, will he ever win MVP in general? Right. So when you have all that going on, then you obviously, like I said before, Doc Rivers, he's blown leads. Will they ever make it out past the second round? Maybe a little pressure on Joel Embiid, but I think I would agree with you in terms of like Nicole Jokic probably has the more pressure because he's back-to-back MVP final. You know what I'm saying? Maybe win a third. So you have all that going on for yourself in Nicole Jokic. It probably is more pressure on him than Embiid. It'll be interesting. I think this game, people are going to put a lot of weight on this game, and and they're going to uh, really make their decision based on this game. Maybe voters will too. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what so. happens. We'll have to see what the so. reaction to this game is. I'm more excited for the reaction than uh, than anything else. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Should we move on? Mm-hmm. What's the worry, Zach? You got to tell me. move on, what is Jenner the Ramsey worry? Says, tell me. What's, yeah, you know, what's your worry level? Because your <sighs> boy, yeah. your other boy, yeah. you know I'm saying? Your nephew, if you will. I'm going to mm-hmm. just call him your nephew for now. Luca, Luca Donkic, the Don. They slipping, man. They didn't fall into the sunken place. I yeah. know you've seen Get Out before. They're in the sunken place right now. <laughs> hey, they really are in the sunken place. It's not a good look. <laughs> For the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, and, and Luca came out and he looks about as sad and depressed as I have seen he him in about the it. NBA. He, I think he even talked about it too in some of the press conferences. Like he's not having fun right now. I believe yeah. he said that. And I know, I, I think he mentioned stuff going on off the court that's been affecting him, which hopefully he gets that figured out and, and everything gets arranged for him. But man, on the court, it doesn't look like he's having fun. The Mavericks aren't having fun. The Mavericks are really bad. Losing to the Hornets twice in a row. Back the same to back. Weekend, that back is to back. not okay. <laughs> the worry level for me with the Mavs is high. Is really? It's high. Okay. It's 9 out of 10. Something like that. I just, I don't know where they go. If, if Luka's not playing up to his best, if he's not fully healthy either, Kyrie is only so much he can do with the roster that they have. Their defense is atrocious. Yeah, they've, but see, the thing is, like, they've normally been good defensively, like, in, like, moments past. Like, especially last year in particular, like, they were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You fast forward this year, they're kind of average, yep. but just in the middle of the pack, probably. And then the eye test show you that they play such a slow pace that, like, if you can get them to move and get the pace up, 
the tempo up in the game that they'll probably crumble defensively, the yeah. Mavericks. So no, the the Mavs are um they're a mess. They're just a mess. They they can't <laughs> the players are everywhere. The coaching's not great. The play on the court defensively is awful. They're losing against bad teams. I don't know what the full issue is, and you would think it's Luca's job to get everything in line, but he's struggling. And Kyrie, I don't know what Kyrie's doing. He clearly isn't helping the team at all. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know where the Mavericks go from here, to be honest. They've been <laughs> they've been really disappointing since getting Kyrie. Well, well. They're now 11th. Yes, they are. So, so they've they fallen out of the plane. Lost scenario. four in a row as it is recording. They're three games below 500. Yes. Yep. But I will give you a little numbers, right? Okay. So when they both play, they're yep. three and eight. It's not good, right? Yeah, it's, it's not good. No, it's not good. When neither one of them play, they're two and nine. Now, when Kyrie plays, it's just him. Yeah. Three and one. That's a small sample size. I okay. know. It's only four games. I know, being it's only it's only four games. Yep. They're seven games above 500 when it's just Luka. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what those numbers do for you, but when they both play, at least the small sample size, they, they're three and eight. This is why I, I looked at the trade initially and I said, what are they doing? Why why did they think it was a good idea to trade for Kyrie? I, I will never know. I don't for think half those, a season. Yeah, I don't think those, yeah, for half a season for two guys that clearly can't work together on the court well. It, like they want to try. It's not like they dislike each other, right, exactly. but their yeah, style yeah. of plays just clearly don't fit. The they're team both doesn't, ball dominant. Yeah, the, the team just doesn't operate as well when they're both on the court as the numbers show. When one's by themselves, they, they're good. That <laughs> makes sense. So I don't really know why the Mavs did that in the first place. Uh, I, I think they are now realizing that that was probably a bad decision to have them both paired up in the backcourt as teammates. But now they kind of have to reap what they sow and they made their bed. Now they have to sleep in it. And I don't really know what they do from here. You know, they're going to be hopefully playing in a playing game. They're on the outside looking in. They're one game back of the Thunder right. for the 10th spot. Right. If the Mavs do not make the playoffs, that would be unbelievable. I, don't, I see. Me. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme. So I can already tell like your worry level is high. It is. My worry level isn't that high because my expectations for the Dallas Mavericks aren't that high. Either. Really? So, so Interesting. my worry level would probably only be like a six, maybe a seven okay. with the Dallas Mavs because, okay, Kyrie's probably not going to stay long term. And we already knew that. Right. So that's a half a year rental, half a season rental, like the situation in Toronto with Kawhi Leonard. Okay, fine. So you want to make the best of that situation. The Mavericks did what last season? They made the Western Conference Finals. A lot of people expected them to keep that momentum going and see what they can do. I knew that they would take a step back because the chips just fell where they may they last got lucky. season in the playoffs. They got like a little regression happening. Yeah, yeah, I think the regression is definitely like you definitely see it. You look at the roster, right? I was looking at the roster, Ben. Mm-hmm. You look at the Dallas Mavericks roster. You could just t- you tell me who's going to get their own shot, not named Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving. Maybe a Christian Wood. That's yeah, it. it's not good. You want Tim Hardaway to be able to go out there and do that. He doesn't. And he's been hurt, too, which doesn't help offensively. Defensively, it's fine if he's out. Right. He might as well just be out when he's in right. for defense. Exactly. But it, it's definitely a team that has that has issues. Over their last 10, they're the bottom of the barrel in the NBA. They're one of the top 10 worst teams in the NBA in net rating. Their defense is all over the place terrible. They're not really scoring offensively. You know, you you should not be losing to the Hornets two games, two games in, in a, a row. row. That's a team that's tanking for win by Yama. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like that. Yes. That's ridiculous. They they do not want to win, <laughs> and then they beat you twice in a row. Two then you want row. to win. It's <laughs> and man, I don't understand. It it truly is unbelievable to me for the, for them. So my worry level is pretty high. Not I would say eight or nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm not expecting too much from them. 
So I would probably say out of a 10, it'd probably be like a six. Now, that's only because of the way the roster is constructed and two guys who are ball dominant, they need the ball. But then the other three guys who are on the court with them being you watch the games, they don't make any impact. Like Bertans, make your corner threes. Like that's what you get paid to do. Mm -hmm. Make your shots. Reggie Bullock, make your wide open shots. A lot of guys just miss wide open shots. Yeah. They're just not consistent for the yeah. Mavs on the offensive side either. So Maybe they'll get hot for the playoffs. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. That's what happened last year. They got mm -hmm. hot, make their shots. That'll happen. What is trending Ooh, in the NBA? We got some things trending, of course, as we always do. Yeah. the East Coast. So let's go East. What's the, trending in the East? The bottom of that Eastern Conference being 6 mm -hmm. through 10. Your boys is in the mix. The Chicago Bulls are in the mix. Yeah. But 6 through 10 being is hot. Hotter than lava. It's heating up. Remember yeah, I told you the Brooklyn Nets exciting. a few weeks ago. They're yep. still going to make the playoffs even without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I still believe that. And I don't know, Ben, if they're going to stay out of the play-in. I'm getting a little worried. Remember, I want Miami in the play-in, so they only got one game mm -hmm. and they can be eliminated. And I don't want them in the playoffs. Remember I told you before, I don't want the Heat in the playoffs. Right. The Nets, they're tied currently for the sixth spot with the Heat at 40 and 35 as we record this podcast. So I'm a little concerned with the Nets and whether or not they're going to stay out of that play-in scenario. But it's pretty hot down there in the East and it at is. the bottom. I, the, heat, <laughs> the Heat almost concerned me more than the Nets, to be quite honest. I mean, they, they played the Nets uh, Friday, I believe. Yep. It was late in the week. They were six-point favorite, and they got blown out. They might as well have been <laughs> in the bottom of the barrel in the Eastern Conference, and they got completely blown out by the Nets. They lost by 20-something. Ridiculous. The, the Heat are... I don't think they can sustain a seven-game series, to be quite honest. They'll have a game or two where they look really good, probably right. at home. They look but good. you never know, though. Playoff Jimmy, that is a thing. Uh, I know. I'm with you with that. I'm, I'm, I feel you. I yeah. understand that. <laughs> is, it, is it a thing? Like, I, I just don't – I would have a lot more fun watching the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs, to be Me quite too. honest. I think they're a really fun team. Mikel yeah. Bridges, I think, is, a, is going to be a super he's, fun he's, playoff player. He's going to emerge, I believe, mm -hmm. into a star. Remember how we kind of saw well, – Devin Booker's always been a guy – who can put the ball in the rim. Yes. Always. He was just never on winning teams those first few years with Phoenix. I think Mikael Bridges is going to turn a corner and turn a page come playoff time. If they can get a full seven-game series, I think we see some flashes of, like, some stardom from Mikael Bridges. Ooh. I really do. I like it. I do like it. I think this Brooklyn team's going up. They're they going, up. going up. Yeah, they're going up. They they, they, they up. got the young guys. They made the right trades to get some young players. They got some good draft picks. They're going to be good, and for them to get the playoff experience right now, too, is really important. I would almost say five. just get in the playing game so you can get the pressure. Oh, get those guys the pressure, feel the pressure. pressure though. I don't want because they, they might fold. I, you know, so? this inexperienced team to go in there. You That one game that they have to win, Yeah, I don't really want that for the Brooklyn Nets. I do want it for Miami, though. I definitely want it for Oh, Miami. yeah, yeah. I want to see Miami. I, I Miami losing in the playing <laughs> game, two playing games in a row, if they're 7-8, and eight, oh, That'd be the best. I'd be so happy. My question for you is, with the Chicago Bulls, right? Mm -hmm. And just in general, in terms of the playing scenario, does home court matter in playing? Yes. Think it matters? Oh, 100%. And I think specifically this year, if you look at all of these teams' home records versus visiting records, they are eons better <laughs> at home than they are on the road. I mean, take the Bulls. They're 20 and 17 at home, 16 and 21 on the road. Yep. Uh, the Raptors, 25 Nine games above 500 at home. <laughs> They've only won 12 games on the, on road, the road this year. Like, come on, guys. What are we doing? These are professionals, and they somehow cannot win on the road. The, the Heat, same way. 15 games. They've only won on the road this season out of 36. So they're, now, above, they're below 500. Now, who needs home court 
out of those four teams, the Heat, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Bulls. The Raptors. Playing all, they needed the most, right? Yeah, so, the Raptors. So you, which team are you more confident in in winning that in winning that game, playing game? And we got to look at the scenario right now with the Bulls and the Raptors. The Bulls would have to travel to Toronto. I'd be worried about that. Okay. I would be. I'd be very worried about that. <laughs> I would be extremely worried about that for for the Bulls. To be quite honest, I don't think they're a very good visiting team. Playing in Toronto is incredibly hard, as we saw when Kawhi was there and making runs in the playoffs. Yep. I think if anyone does go up to Toronto, that's going to be a very tough game to well, win, need to, especially need to out of those four. Fans. Because of how bad they are on the road, too. You, mm-hmm. you get the heat going up to Toronto, good luck. Good luck to <laughs> Miami. Maybe Kyle Lowry like becomes healthy and has like a revenge game. But Maybe. And the, I like the that chance narrative. of that? <laughs> come on. Chances of that are, are not great. Slim to none. Yeah. But that, that east, that, the, the tail end of the East is something to watch out for. And we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be talking a lot about that probably next week yeah, once we really see, get I a feeling. Bulls, I told you they're going to make the playoffs. I already told you that. The Bulls, Bulls are making yeah. the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they've played a lot better with Pat Bev. 7-3, last 10. Love it. <laughs> Love it. It's the best. It is. It really is. All right. Let's see what we have to hear from uh, some of our some of our listeners on the hotline. On the hotline. 773-273-9088. You know, text message, voicemail line. Yep. That's all you got to do. At Points Paint on all the socials, you know. Mm-hmm. You can get us at Twitter. You can get us at do Facebook, it. Instagram. You can chime in on Watch Stadium if you see our lovely faces on a video. Oh, yeah. You can comment there on TikTok. Wherever you can find us, that's where we're going to be at. Absolutely. So, Neil Hayes. In Michigan. In Michigan. Nobody wants to give Darren Fox his credit. How you feel about that? You think the media is giving him enough attention? National media is giving Darren Fox enough attention? You think he deserves a top five MVP conversation? All Ooh. NBA conversation? These are the All type NBA. Of com- these are the type of conversations I'm referring to in terms of not getting enough credit. The awards and everything else, that, that nature. You think he's getting enough love for, for this team, what they've done? Probably not. Okay. Probably not as much as he should, but I think that's because he's in Sacramento. I don't mm-hmm. think that helps that he's in the wasteland of the NBA up in Sacramento. Right. Uh, and I think when the first thing people think of when they think the Kings isn't Sabonis, it's not Fox, it's not anyone except the Beam. That's all they think like about the is, beam, is like the baby. Beam, which is awesome. <laughs> and it's the coolest thing in the NBA, but that kind of hurts their players because that's people don't know their players as much. They just know mm-hmm. the Beam. So I think you look at someone like Fox, you look at someone like Sabonis, who've Malik really Monk. done a f- fantastic job on that team, Malik Monk. You know, they have a team full of really fun guys. They're not getting the recognition they deserve, especially with the way they've been playing. Once the playoffs start, I think Darren Fox is going to get his going to get his flowers. No, but right now he's not. Currently, this podcast recording of this podcast, mm-hmm. forty five wins for the Kings. Do they reach fifty wins for the first time since the 05-06 season? Absolutely. Why they should absolutely go for it? I don't know why they're not, but they should absolutely go for it. They're the third best team in the West. Yep. So most of the teams they play are going to be worse than them. Yep. They play the Trailblazers twice. They play Ooh. the Spurs. I got some bottom feeders for sure. Yeah, they play the Mavs who aren't playing very well. Portland's talking about shutting down Dame to these final uh, Mm -hmm. nine games of the season two. And they need to win five out of the last eight. I think they do it. Nice. I think they do it. Nice. So the Kings may possibly get 50 wins. And then people will hear about De'Aaron Fox. Yep. And then people hear about De'Aaron Fox. And I love it. So hopefully he gets all NBA. He makes those teams. Mm -hmm. And we'll see, right? So that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Pain Podcast. I am Zach Badgerhouse. That was my main man, Ben Wittenstein. You can follow us on our social handles, respectively, of course. Check out Shams on ITA with Kim Smith and our boy, Pat Garrity. This is the Sharp Lessons with my Mm -hmm. main man, Ben Wittenstein, and my boy, Nate Jacobson, giving you all 
the betting tips from the professor. That's what y'all call him, right? Professor, professor Nate. Professor Nate. Baby. Taking people to school. Mm-hmm. Taking them to school with them the betting best. wagers and everything. So I love it. And you will hear from us next week.